the COVID-19 conflagration is still spreading. In March, we talked about the COVID-19 pandemic not being like a typical house fire, but more like a global conflagration that would require extreme leadership. Well, here we are, three months later, and the fire still burns. A strong reminder to make sure that your long-term house is in order. We don't yet know exactly what our new normal will entail, so I'll refer to the now normal as your call to adapt and overcome, just as we have many times before. Although states and economies are in various stages of opening, it is critical to ensure that our personnel continue unabated in their personal protection so that we can keep people on the job serving our communities. We need to look out for our people. So first things first, how are your people doing? I'm quite sure you've been taking care of their PPE needs. We've all been dealing with the supply issues and doing everything we can to make sure the street level providers have everything they need. As we laser focus on the PPE, it can be very easy to get caught up in our moments of chaos and lose sight of our members' mental well-being. In many cases, those providers have been riding the tip of the spear, not only answering the thousands of potential virus calls, but also dealing with the same psyche everyone else was. The isolation and quarantining that has ways of dragging down even the most robust of personalities. There certainly are going to be physical and mental impacts that will require attention down the line. Make sure you're recognizing your members' needs and providing the information about relevant policies as well as the environments they can go to and where they have access to the services they need. They should feel comfortable reaching out to you. Make sure you're out there with your members, working through the pains with them, offering whatever services they need to deal with the situations at hand. The now normal budgets, that's a whole nother story. The impact of the four month or longer economic slowdown is just now beginning to affect us one way or the other, especially for the smaller departments. Understanding where we've been is part and parcel to plotting a course forward. If you haven't processed the why this is important for both the short term and the long term, let's consider the impacts. Millions of people stay home for extended periods of time. The positives, fewer traffic wrecks, injuries, and less air pollution. The challenges, less revenue, that's less gas taxes, less hotel-motel taxes, less road tolls, less sales taxes, uh, local business income and business business, all kinds of impacts. Some changes. While some online businesses and food delivery services expanded during COVID and maybe flourished, much of that will be short-lived adaptations to the now normal. For those of you on a July budget cycle, when this started, your budgets were in final planning stages and you may or may not end up with a sustainable plan moving forward. Be prepared because changes are coming whether you like it or not. For those of you on the federal October budget cycle, like me, um, you'll soon be realizing if you don't already, the times are gonna get tough. Smaller revenues will translate into less income in the jurisdiction's coffers, which will result in less money available for various segments of government operations. Just because you have a dedicated funding stream doesn't mean you're out of the woods by any means. All things can be changed, trust me. Long term, the dominoes of reduced revenue will result in reduced community investment, 
reduced construction development, and therefore reduced income overall. One example, a multi-billion dollar expansion of the Tampa International Airport that was in process has been put on hold, likely for years, if not decades. The overall message, we don't know what your new financial normal looks like yet. Finding ways to conserve expenditures while ensuring safety is a monumental challenge when you're dealing with shoestring operations already. You really have two choices. Number one, figure it out. Or number two, the next chief will figure it out. Can you put off that expenditure for new office furniture? Sure. Can you put off that expenditure for new SCBA? If they're already out of compliance and you have disparate equipment, then the answer should be a firm no. There will be hard choices we all have to make in the coming months. You need to plan for the future now. Do you remember what position many of us were in just a few short months ago? Short on masks, short on shoe covers, short on health department relationships. Well, what's your plan to avoid your supply chain chaos in the future? You cannot simply order, either in process or in action, you cannot simply order your way out of these situations. We should be using the time to monitor the expectations of PPE amongst your members and developing plans for maintaining not only product flow, but also storage for the future. For those of you who remember the H5N1, the bird flu, or H1N1, swine flu eras, you'll likely recall hoarding quantities of N95 or similar masks, only to find them rotting on shelves of forgotten inventory 11 years later. We must not repeat this kind of history. There has to be an inventory control solution that rotates and updates supplies so that when the next pandemic hits, we're not depending on the latest stimulus package to save us. We can control this, but we have to choose both as chiefs and politicians to make the case and build the systems of inventory that will get us there, both from an operational and a provider notice perspective. Were your infectious control procedures adequate? Was your supply chain challenging? Fix those solutions now. Documentation of the situation will be just as critical in the future as it should be right now. It is inevitable that there will be workers' compensation, risk management, and legal challenges coming, and your processes, rules, and documentation will matter. So what's leadership and social distancing look like for the future? We've all learned some new terms in the past few months, social distancing being the big one for me. Truth be told, we should have been practicing this for years. If you learn anything from this experience, understanding the dynamics of the social distancing exercise is important. Even with very similar government shutdown processes in areas where there is less density versus more density, the outcomes have been dynamically different. You could almost call it an exercise in supply and demand. There was plenty supply of people and the demand for the exercise accommodated the supply. Beyond the sadness of death and the challenges to response, what we learn and how we react to future situations that demand social distancing will be the lasting impact of this exercise in new terminology. I mentioned this before and it bears repeating again. Our long-term challenge will be to figure out how to live Gordon Graham's mantra. If it's predictable, it's preventable. We are working our way through the now normal to get to the other side. What that will look like is anybody's guess at this point. This fire is still burning. The virus is still spreading. It is by no means over. And we can just barely see the light through the trees of this forest. Where will we be in a year? Who knows? But today, 
I can tell you that we need to take care of our people. Be prepared to make some hard budget decisions and work to position our department supply chains and response models for future success in whatever that new normal will look like. This is Mark Bayshore. That's the way I see it. I'd like to see your view in the comments below. Or you can reach me at mbashoor at lexapol.com, on Twitter at Chief Bashore, through Facebook or my personal email, chiefbashore at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us today. Keep your distance, keep your cover, keep safe, and stay smart. See you next time on Fire Rescue One's Chiefs 4.